0: Hello, and welcome to SeaTrade Cruise Talks new podcast series, Post-Pandemic IT. I'm Kiara Georgie, and today we're going to be listening in as our technology ambassador, Ian Richardson, CEO of the Iceway, leads us on a deep dive into the vital role that technology plays in resuming Cruise safely. Ian has 20 plus years of experience in both IT and Cruise and co-founded the Iceway, a leading managed services provider and consultancy whose ecosystem of tech companies understand the challenges of IT at sea. In this episode, Ian is speaking to Jay Schneider, Senior Vice President Digital at Royal Caribbean Group. Jay shares a realist view discussing how many developments that improve guest experience, regardless of COVID-19, also really lend themselves to ensuring biosecurity and safe operating procedures. Royal Caribbean is pioneering a brand new mustering process, which Jay highlights as a perfect example of this. And of course, innovative technology is key. Now we'll join the conversation where Ian has just asked Jay to give us an insight into where his industry expertise comes from.
1: I've been at Royal for shy of four years. I came in to lead our digital transformation. I think we've accomplished a lot in the three and a half to four years that I've been here. Before that, I spent a decade at the Walt Disney Company doing essentially the same thing inside of parks and resorts, leading transformations at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and internationally across commerce, physical, digital parts of the park. Before that, I spent seven, eight years in healthcare back when digital wasn't really a word and it was the internet. In an internet 1.0 world focused on readiness of the health system I was at to embrace consumer-facing technology. I recently joined the board of Herman Memorial's health system to advise them on their continued transformation. But I'm also loving what I'm doing right now as part of the continued transformation of travel.
2: That background in healthcare has kind of set you up for the current situation, really. It's good to have that understanding because obviously healthcare has become quite important in recent months.
1: At the time, thought unfortunate, but now beneficial, deep understanding of HIPAA. In its yeah. relationship with the United States, so. How
2: did you find the jump, or was it a big sort of shift working the Disney parks and resorts coming over to the cruise industry? Disney has a cruise line, albeit a much smaller yeah.
1: line. And the shift from parks to fully cruise, if you want to think of it that way, really wasn't difficult at all. I, it's an all-encompassing travel vacation, Whether it's a park visit with four nights in a hotel and five nights in a park or a five night cruise, it's still a F&B experience, a hotel experience, an immersive vacation, experiential in nature. And so there's obvious similarities between the two. And Royal is one of the most innovative brands that I've worked at. People that work there, the ideas, the new build development, the technology development. And so going from Disney to Royal, I didn't know what to expect from leadership culture, from an innovation culture, and it was great to find what I saw when I got there because it's it's really very much in the spirit of what we do.
2: That's all you want as a technologist, really. I know when I got into IT technology, you really just want the freedom and budget to innovate, right? You know, and work for a company that wants to investing in technology. Is really good. So it seems like you landed on your feet at Royal definitely.
1: You see it in the curiosity of everybody that works there, whether it's yeah. a of operations, somebody in new build, whether it's somebody in marketing, you see the curiosity understanding the role technology plays in the vacation experience. We have a lot of real constructive dialogue to make sure that that technology doesn't get in the way of the guest experience or the guest crew relationship, because that's really important to us. It has mm-hmm. to amplify the experience and largely our focus is focused on amplifying it.
2: Yeah, it's always putting the customer experience, the passenger experience first, which yep. every time we speak, that's uh, definitely a mantra that you stick to. In terms of challenges, I mean, would you say that this particular period of time is the most challenging situation you've come across, or can you think of other times that have been more challenging?
1: Sure. of somebody that lived through World War II, I can't imagine a more <laughs> challenging time that we faced none of it pales in comparison to this. And that's true, not just for our industry, but the restaurant industry is largely shut down. Hotels are largely shut down. Unless you're Amazon, Walmart, Target, or a shipper, your industries have taken significant hit, ever seen before in their corporate history for the most part.
2: I think the silver lining there is if we do get through it, when we do get through it, I think the industry will be stronger for it, hopefully, so.
1: Yeah, when, not if, when. It's really, for me, when and how. I think that's the formula for how we get through this.
2: Now, that leads me on when we talk about how the Milters NCL have teamed up on a coordinated response to the restart, which I think is really, really good. I think it's great that the industry is kind of taking a proactive stance on that. Is that something that you can talk about at all as it relates to your role?
1: Everybody at the company right now is helping row the ship in the same direction, which is return us to service. So whether you're a technologist, somebody in marine, we're all focused on return to service. The partnership with RCL is an important one as Royal strongly believe that we need to make sure that we return to service from a healthy sale perspective. The name of the healthy sail panel is purposeful, right? The name was created to kind of paint a picture for where we expect to go. The hard part is the industry's gotten a really bad rap when it comes to health, sanitation, the care of its guests. And when you actually compare it to other industries, it is one of the safest things you can do from a vacation standpoint. One of, if not the most sanitary. And so I believe we'll return to service in a really powerful way with the right protocols in place, but we need the prevalence in society to slow.
2: Yeah. And in terms of the return to service, how do you see technology playing a role in that? Things like the guest-facing technology would be changing in the return to service, the new protocols and how we need to social distance and that kind of thing.
1: I take it away from the current, hopefully temporary restrictions that we all see in life around social distancing and face masks and other sort of things that we're doing to get through the pandemic. A lot of what we were already working on was focused on removing friction from the vacation experience, removing lines, removing hassles, keeping you on vacation so you can spend more time with your family. Those ironically all help accelerate us back into business. If I don't have to go wait in line at guest services, I don't have to worry about social distancing because I'm still sitting in my you know lounger having a margarita. If I have technology to get me on board faster, If I have facial recognition, boarding, mobile boarding passes, tools to reserve shows in my phone, technology that we were chasing, both royal and largely the industry as a whole, really helps accelerate our return as an industry as society begins to open up. Muster, and I know we've talked about it before, is a good example of we didn't come up with our reimagined Muster with. COVID-19 in mind, Mm. we came up with it because we wanted to remove friction and confusion on the first day of the guest's vacation and Mm. make them safer. It just happens to have a side benefit of it encourages social distancing. A lot of the technology we were chasing that was customer centric has the side benefit of, again, line busting, touchless, and those things you hear people talk about in other industries and how they're getting back into business.
2: Maybe we can just pick up on the reimagined mustering as well, just for the benefit of the audience that might be listening. Because I think it's a simple but fantastic. Because I just from personal experience, it is one of those areas that I thought when this whole thing happened, I just thought, how the hell are they going to do the muster drills? But maybe you can talk us through what the reimagined muster is all sure. about.
1: A couple of years ago, and it was a combination of Lisa Lutov Perlow on the celebrity side with an observation that she had and then kind of a challenge from Michael Bailey on the Royal side. The nugget of learning we had a couple years ago was guests really didn't feel like they were on vacation until day two. If you think of the arrival process that cruise lines put you through, paper laden lines, desks, that boarding process was not great. We get you on board, we get you to your room, you start to enjoy your vacation, and then we rip you out of your vacation for a safety drill. And if you're new to cruise, you have no idea the purpose of what that's for. And if you're not new to cruise, you're annoyed that you're doing the same repetitive drill over and over again. And so we started studying both of those and we obviously made a huge leap forward in the arrival experience in the last couple of years. And Michael Bailey on the Royal side really charged us to figure out how to rethink the entire muster experience so that people did feel like they're on vacation on day one and do it with a lens towards safety. That was kind of one of the key tenants. We weren't gonna try to risk safety to come up with some new concept. And so we started thinking about the process. The process today, as you know it is an industry, is mass muster, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody for 45 minutes huddles together and we use screens and bullhorns and different types of tools to tell you a couple messages. Number one, what does the horn sound like? Number two, where do you go? And number three, how to put on a life jacket. And then we flood you with other messages because we have you kind of in a cattle corral sort of area. And we flood you with all different types of messages that we want you to hear. Don't smoke, only smoke in designated areas. Make sure you attend your reservations on time. We just flood you with content because we can. We studied that. We studied it carefully with the goal of trying to really understand how do we amplify safety but keep you on vacation. And so we came up with what we think is an innovative process amplified by technology. The process is simple. Instead of mustering at a specific time, you muster at your own leisure when you board the ship. And so you've gotta do three things again. You've gotta be able to hear the sound of the horn. And so we've solved for that with technology and then a reminder by the captain. You've got to know where to go in the case of an emergency. So you still have to go find your muster station. But Mm. instead of manning a muster station for 45 minutes, we're manning it the entire day of boarding. And then you have to know how to put a life jacket on. And you can do that through a tutorial on your phone, a tutorial on your TV. And if you don't get it there, we'll catch you at the muster station when you come. We tested it on Symphony of the Seas this last January. We saw a significant lift in guest recall of the three things that you need to know in case of an emergency. And we saw a significant lift in just satisfaction around muster on day one. And so that pointed us in the direction of moving forward with the implementation. We've received a green light from the Bohemian authorities, provisional pilot green light from the Maltese authorities to keep moving forward.
2: You've patented the, the system, right? So.
1: Yeah, last year we patented it. Again, an example of something created prior to the pandemic that will allow us to get the pandemic benefit from a social distancing perspective. So instead of you and 300 people you don't know mustering together, you and your family can do it at your own leisure on day one.
2: It would be great if the industry could follow suit. I just think it's one line starts. And then we're quite used to Royal pioneering in, in, in a lot of areas. I think the others will follow, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, if you think about it, there's only been about two innovations in muster in the last hundred years. One mm-hmm. of them started on Oasis of the Seas eleven years ago, which was the shift of life jackets from in your room to your muster station. And number two will be this, and so we're pretty excited that the industry will be able to take advantage of what we think is transformational. I'm sure every line will tweak it, adjust it, and and we'll we'll learn as we go, but. Again, the fact that you're safer, you're able to do it your own leisure, you're able to feel like you're on you're still on vacation, but learn critical information to keep you safe. The early testing
2: was a win-win. Well, especially with the recall, if if you're getting a higher level of recall by the passengers, that just yeah just shows that it's um because I think people just kind of switch off. It's just one of those things that must be real as it currently is. Is one of those things you have to get through, and like you say the the holiday doesn't really start until day two once you got that out of the way. So it just makes it a lot easier, I guess.
1: Your ability to to hear, learn, process information in a large crowd with somebody shouting at you and you're not sure why, versus a small, intimate conversation with a crew member at a muster station with just your family, intuitively tells you that would be safer. The data showed us that. And then guests had fun with it, right? We had time to have a dialogue with somebody You saw kids want to try on a life jacket. That's not something you can do in your traditional muster. Mm
2: -hmm. And so
1: it just unlocked an experience that we weren't chasing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's lots of things you can do to transform the customer experience with technology. We're trying to get you on board faster, let you order things. This is something that both is process and amplification of that process with technology that is a real fun win.
2: The theme of passenger experience and how things may change. And one of the things that's not going to change is, or at least I believe on Royal, is buffets. Is that correct? I believe they announced that the buffets are still going yeah, to be. Just
1: to be fair to Michael, that, there was just confusion. Buffets will absolutely be there. Yeah. Um, okay. The question just would be, are you serving yourself or is somebody helping serve you? That really is the nuance that got lost in the communication. And I guess the
2: restriction of people in the the actual windjammer, or where, you know, whatever it is. And in terms of technology, would you be using things like virtual queuing and that kind of stuff to restrict access to these restaurants?
1: Potentially, you know, as we look at different regulations and protocols as we return to service. Virtual queuing is something that absolutely will play a role, Mm -hmm. not just potential restaurant locations, but in departure scenarios. So the one that we're chasing right now is in a departure scenario. How can we help create a virtual queue to help get you off the ship through the bird track and off on your way in the easiest possible way? And again, things that would benefit us long term, whether there's a
2: pandemic or not. That's another good thing that just reduces friction because you don't want to be queuing anyway, the goal is always to try and reduce the queues,
1: right? It's not reduce the lines. One of the things that we talk about a lot is just eliminate the need for there ever to be a line in the first place. Guest services is a great example. We spend a lot of time talking about how we get you away from having a problem in the first place. We want to avoid you having a problem. We want you to stay on vacation. The notion of a virtual queue as it relates to guest services implies that you still have a problem. The root cause of why you have a problem in the first place and eliminate it because Mm -hmm. it creates a better experience for you overall. Sometimes people chase technology just for the sake of chasing a shiny wearable or something like that. And don't bother to go address the core root problem that existed in the first place. We try to do both.
2: Yeah, so it's not just about looking at the symptoms, it's about what's causing it, right?
1: That's exactly right.
2: One of the things I wanted to talk about was this EU Healthy Gateways document that came out a few weeks ago. And one of the things it says in there, and these are guidelines that's been produced by a bunch of scientists and obviously with a lot of input from the the cruise industry, There's a lot of Royal Caribbean names on there that contributed to the guidance. But one of the things that it says in there is that it recommends, and it's not a stipulation because it, they're only guidelines, but it recommends keeping passengers and crew in cohorts or bubbles. Now, and they, I know I know exactly what this is about, because I, like you, I have two children in school. They're kind of in their bubbles within the school and they're not allowed to mix outside of that. Now, I see in cruising that quite could present a number of challenges operationally. And I'm just wondering what your thoughts would be on that. What kind of how would we manage yeah. from a systems point of view? Do we need, you know, and, and to manage that? And also, it's it's one of these things where, the, from a social aspect as well, one of the ideas about cruising is it, it is social. Is you do get to meet people on a cruise ship that you wouldn't have met before. It's not just about keeping the the cabin or the travelling groups together. There'll be larger groups, but they'll be definitely sort of segregated in some way. How would you approach that? Do you think?
1: I'll give you a couple pieces of ways to think about it. Again, these are all protocols that are still being developed and regulators. In the case of EU Healthy Gateways, it eventually will transition to regulators who have to kind of weigh in on what are the bare minimum protocols that they're going to expect to return to service. And we have yet to hear from the CDC in the United States. For me, I look at it in number one, we have to decide if we're going to COVID test crew before they board. That's kind of big key protocol that the industry needs to look at the second thing is where are areas where it's okay to create operational processes that create the distance that you're talking about or micro bubble that you're talking about something like mixing parties in main dining probably is a safe one to start with the percentage mm-hmm. of people who kind of cross party seat is not significant where you couldn't adjust that accordingly I also think there are innovative things that people are trying outside of cruising that are worth considering. Somebody told me you saw a lot of cities shut down parades for the 4th of July because they wanted to avoid large groups of people. And one community came up with a reverse engineered parade. So they effectively put the parade on the outside and let people drive through the center to see the experience. And so they reimagine the parade experience to encourage both people to see the parade and yet people to still maintain some reasonable distance. I think there are fun, innovative things right. like that that would allow us to maintain some of the fun that you're talking about and still offer an amazing vacation. You've seen here in the United States, Disney World is reopened. It's reopened during what is probably the worst time in Florida for a corona virus explosion. But they're doing so with protocols to kind of figure out their way to reopen their business and still provide an amazing vacation. There's a ton of opportunity that still will allow us to, I believe, travel places, interact with people, but do it in a safe and healthy way. We don't have all of the answers yet, still working on it. And even then, we'll still need a ton of input from lots of folks, hence the purpose of the Healthy Sale panel. But... I still think there's a lot we can do to still provide an amazing fun.
2: Leads us on to sort of the technologies that you're you're kind of investing in now and then where you see innovations still happening. I mean, you've already said that a lot of the stuff that you've invested in has actually set us up quite nicely or set Royal and the cruise industry in general up in a quite nice thought dealing with this. But what can you say about future innovations that you're working on other than the, obviously the, the reimagined muster? Has anything been kind of impacted by the, the situation? Are there other things that you were working on that you sort of had to sort of say, well, okay, you know, that's not going to work at the moment. Maybe we pick that up in a few years' time. Or likewise, other things that you fast-tracked because of the current situation.
1: The obvious one we fast-tracked is muster. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a really nice kind of slow, methodical plan, and, and we've absolutely fast-tracked that. As we return every ship to service, it will be returned with... Kind of our reimagined muster. You know, there's other technology that we were working on that was really close that will also benefit. So today, largely the industry kicks you out of the check-in process 48 hours ahead, so that we can ship the manifest over to the ship. We had been tinkering and testing back in December and January, effectively instantaneous check-in. You can check in as you're pulling into the parking lot more akin to kind of your airline check-in. We need that for a number of reasons as we think of potential health and safety questionnaires we might have to ask you, and it's just a better engagement model. So that's another example of something that we're fast-tracking and bringing to life as we return to service. There are other components such as making it easier to have a reasonably touchless experience on board. We define that as not having to turn over your CPAS card for some reason. We continue with our investment to make it easy for you to use technology like your app on board or pre-arrival to book shows, restaurants, et cetera. And so there are things that provide significant value that we've continued on, and then there's areas that we've had to pause. Not because we don't think they provide value, but in an industry that currently isn't operating, uh, we're having to be really smart about the investments we're making in the short term.
2: It's probably not the best time at the moment that any cruise lines hiring IT talent. They're kind of letting go of talent. But what would you sort of say to somebody thinking about having an IT career in cruise? Do you believe first of all that there is kind of a lack of experienced IT talent that we have to look outside? And also, you know, what are the advantages of working within cruises for an IT or starting a technology career within cruise?
1: Yeah, I have a general belief that I think every industry, every business needs to look both outside and within its own shop for talent. Look at it as the industry had a lack of talent, but it had a miscast focus on what the right talent needed. We're a good example. The industry, I would argue, hasn't had a significant amount of internal hardcore software engineering talent. And instead, in many cases relied on vendors who sold products or offered to build custom products that weren't always high quality for the industry. You're finding a better blend, whether it's us, whether it's Carnival Corp or others, start to find the right blend of internal expertise and the right fit sort of outsourcing that you need as opposed to the whole hog approach of just turn over your business to a vendor. I think that shift will help and continues to help the industry. And again, I think you're seeing it from all of the lines right now, largely. But talent's a tough one, right? Of the people that worked for me prior to COVID, a large swath of them came from the outside. A lot of folks internally. Um, You have to find that right balance in the company. And I thought we did a pretty good job of finding that right balance. Keeping all of those folks during this time period is tough, it is. We get questions of, will the industry survive? Will the company survive? Will we be excited about what we do in the future? And I continue to be very positive and bullish about the industry. I, like you, think it's a great industry, I really do. I think our brands are amazing brands that will absolutely survive COVID-19 and whatever the future throws at us. I think our innovative spirit, our efficient operations, our blend of people who focus on amazing vacations and the gorgeous ships that we build. I think we found the right formula to succeed and it's a matter of kind of pushing through this period, this tough period we're in right now. And so I'm bullish that we will continue to grow. We kind of had to hit a pause. We've slowed hiring as you can imagine, but we will keep moving forward.
2: I guess the uh, it's not necessarily a great thing, but I mean, even though a lot of the cruise lines have had to let go of a lot of I think that it's hit all industries pretty bad. Absolutely. You know, it's not like the talent's going to disappear and jump into another industry. So it's that they may still be there when you're able to hire them back, hopefully.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, every industry, your point, is hurting right now. Hotels Mm -hmm. are hurting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Airlines, once they get past their CARES Act window, you'll see probably significant turnover in the airline industry. And so COVID has had a dramatic impact on everybody. The thing I do know is it's not like we're going to come out of COVID and be like, ah, this internet thing, this digital thing, this technology thing, we're going to go back in time. That's not going to happen. We're going to continue forward. Mm. Technology across society is going to continue to play a ever important role. You're seeing it in the rise of Instacart and Uber Eats and technology to help get us through this and you're going to continue to see that shift as we move forward. I actually think you're going to see a hyper accelerated growth of technology as industry returns.
2: I think definitely people have become more reliant on technology as everybody's had to work remotely. I think the whole society, people who wouldn't normally have to work remotely, even, you know, lawyers, judges, you know, all these sort of people that just never needed technology really, are now being forced to use technology. Even beyond the older demographic cruise lines, so I think, like you say, it's forcing people to use technology and rely on it, which is good. I know that there is a perception that there's an older demographic
1: the perception yeah. that baby boomers or folks above a certain age, you know, reject technology. And yeah. I love that question because yeah. that question or that perception is is rooted in a point of view that's absolutely not true. I I shared yeah. this with you before. I'll share it again. And we researched why people weren't engaging with us digitally, and we found, at least as part of kind of the check-in process in getting you to come to a ship, that people above 65 were the most compliant. They reached the highest numbers of completion of anybody. And it was people who are 18 to 34 that were dragging us down. Again, it goes back to why we're focused on one-hour check-in it's because the product we were offering was misaligned with the expectation of people yeah. who are 18 to 34. 18 to 34 year olds couldn't imagine why you couldn't open up an app 10 minutes before boarding and do your check-in then. They yeah. they, they, they can't fathom why an industry would build something that way. Of course, our industry did. Whereas folks 65 and up, were happy to do it a couple days ahead of time, follow the compliant rules. And so We don't see this notion of people of a certain age not engaging, we see that everybody wants to engage. Mm -hmm. The difference is younger folks have a different expectation around their digital life. They expect it to be on demand when they want it, not when you the business wants it. And oftentimes industries like ours build things for our convenience, not yours.
2: Yeah, the older demographic are just more organized and can cope with it, but they're used to it, like you say, and the younger demographic just don't expect it, which makes a lot of sense. Just finally, have we have got any key takeaways? You've said a lot of positive stuff, really, in the last few minutes about where you think the industry is going and what we can benefit out of this, but any key takeaways?
1: I think as long as everybody's focused on transforming their customer experience, using technology to help amplify it, you're going to be headed in the right direction to get through this pandemic, get operating again, and ultimately be successful. I've been impressed with the efforts from all of the lines in the last four years and their efforts to go do that. I've been obviously more impressed with our efforts, partially because I'm leading that effort, but we're going to come out of this stronger. I really do believe that. I encourage everybody to, wear a mask and social distance until we get to a vaccine so that we can keep this under control. It allows us to get into business faster and I'm excited to be cruising again.
0: Thanks for joining us in episode one of the post-pandemic IT podcast series. Tune in in two weeks' time for episode two, where Ian talks with Frank Farrow, VP Technology at Virgin Voyages, about how the pandemic has affected plans for the Scarlet Lady, and where innovative software makes all the difference in terms of keeping up with change. If you can't wait that long for more C-Tray Cruise Talk content, head over to the archives at ctrade-cruise.com forward slash ctrade-cruise-talks and sign up to never miss an episode.